Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, everybody, to Believe in Chargers. Holy cow. Welcome to the live show, everybody. That was one of the ugliest, pathetic, somehow victories. Lorenzo, what the hell did I just watch? What did I just watch? You tell me, but I'll tell you right now, special teams always say offense counts as a third, defense counts as a third, special teams counts as a third. That was a heads-up play, special teams, maybe to get a turnover, because I'm going to tell you, the offense tonight, you know it, I know it was Pruchett. The offense had no rhythm, had no continuity. It had no flow. And they're lucky to have this win, and they're lucky to have the win last week. These are two games that easily could have been went the opposite way And what conversation would we be having. It was ugly. They got the win. Borna, this was an ugly win, and it could have lost very easily. <laughs> Uh, ugly is the most generous adjective I, I have in my dictionary right now, Lorenzo Neal. I mean, no, neither team could move the ball. And we're not surprised by Denver's awful offense. It's been like that all year. But what happened to this Chargers offense? Listen, I understand they have tons of injuries on the line. Corey Lindsay wasn't playing. Slater's hurt. Will Clapp, the center, got hurt a ton. Lorenzo, there is nobody on this offensive line. Listen to this, Lorenzo Neal. Over 250 combined penalty yards by both teams in this game. This was an absolute sorry children shit show of a Monday night football game. And, but, but but Lorenzo, at the end of the day, people are saying in the chat, Don says an ugly win, but Lorenzo Neal, a win's a win in the National Football League. And don't look now, the Chargers are 4-2. and two. They have Keenan Allen coming back, facing the Seahawks at home. So listen, we got to talk about how awful Joe Lombardi was calling plays. We got to talk about how awful this, this game was. But on the general level, Lorenzo, 4-2. and two. 
heading into week seven. And, and, and thanks for the chat. You're right. A win's a win. You take it. It was very, very ugly. You win. You, we both alluded to that, but a win's a win. And yes. And here's the thing. I want you guys to understand. Born and I is not saying, oh God, we wish we would have lost the game. Oh God, this team should have lost. No, we're saying, look, it was ugly. We understand Born and I are looking at the end game. What this team is, is that what we, is that we expect mediocre mediocrity? This is a team that we think about getting to the playoffs. This is a team that pulls and make a deep run in the playoffs. So if you're looking at this team and saying what we've seen, name me a game this team has scored over 35 points. Name me one time this season what we've seen in the last six games have this team looked like a Super Bowl caliber team. Don't think about, okay, we won. Oh, get it. We get it. And a win's a win. Yes, we'll take it. One and nine, yes, we'll take it. We're happy to char- charge as one. But what we're saying is if this team is talking about being sustainable and getting in the playoffs and making noise, Come on, people. This is not good enough. And they have to find a way to get better. This defense is like number 30 against the run. They're not in the top 10 in anything. Yes, they have a lot of injuries, but you can't run the ball with consistency. You're not running the ball. And you supposed to have – everyone talks about Russell Wilson, which how bad he's playing. I get it. But you threw the ball 50-some times when you supposed to have – this guy's a Hall of Fame type of quarterback, you know, in Herbert. And when you look at his performance tonight, we'll throw the ball 50-some times and barely 200-some yards. It's an ugly win. I'll take the win. But this team, they got to do better. They got to do a better job of protecting him. They got to pick up blitzes. Guys running through free, getting free hits on Herbert, running out of the pocket. On the touch, on the, on the when they're going in right before they kick that tying field goal, they got man coverage and you bring the safety blitz. You had two guys to the right that was wide open, but he tried to go stow the home run touchdown. I've seen him miss a lot of balls today. I just saw a lot of inconsistency from the quarterback, open guys, uh, Borner, that were open that he chose not to go that way, and it seems like he's starting to have tunnel vision on some of the receivers. He's got plenty of talent, but he's not seeing the field right now. He's not seeing it. 37 for 57, 224 yards. That's not a typo, y'all. Low. He threw the ball 57 times and only threw for 224 yards. That is historic numbers and, and, and not in a good way that is incredible and, and, and take a listen to this take a listen to this russell wilson in the second half in overtime everybody three of 11 for 15 yards in the second half in overtime when was the last time we saw a football game like this both defenses had no respect for the opposing offenses, and neither they should have. Imagine Austin Eckler going down for the Chargers. He's the only guy getting anything going. But Lorenzo, I totally understand Justin Herbert needs to be better. But low, he has zero time in the pocket. He's getting absolutely walloped. And also, low, no, there's there's no deep calls. There's no deep plays. Everything's two, three yards. Low, I, I'm losing hair. I'm, look, I already buzzed my hair. I'm losing hair. I'm, gonna, I'm catching up to you, and I'm 30 years younger. What the hell did I just watch? Hey, hey. hey, you know what? You watch a team that right now is, is struggling. Let's face it. This is a team that's struggling. They're not. And somehow it, we're it, 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 and, and they're winning, though. That's the thing. You're struggling, but you're getting the wins. Go ask the Raiders how that feel, how, they, how that, that work out for the Raiders. You look uh, at them, how they've been losing games, and they are winning games, and they should be losing. Go look how that the Chargers are on a good, the ball's bouncing the right right direction because these are games that they could have lost. These are games where it's easy. Last week, come on, you got Cleveland kicks a field goal, misses a field goal, could have lost that game. Tonight, opportunities you could have lost tonight, but they found a way to win. So you got to take those wins, especially in this situation. And like you said, it is the NFL, but they do got to clean up a lot of stuff, a lot. Lorenzo, Allie was kind enough to donate $10 to the show, and Allie said, 
What is wrong with J.C. Jackson? Did he get benched? Why Sony again over Kelly? Let's start with J.C. Jackson, right, Lorenzo? This is a guy they gave tons of money to and was getting absolutely burned over the top. So far, and again, it's only five, six games into this five-year deal. It's looking like a, a, an utter mess right now for J.C. Jackson with the Chargers. Lo, he literally got benched, and this defense got better. In, in the second half. And, and and that's really concerning. What is wrong, Lowe, with, with J.C. Jackson and, 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 and the Chargers? Yeah, you know, you saw J.C. Jackson get benched, and I understand the concerns of a lot of the fans because you gave this guy lots of money, five-year deal, to make sure that he can make things happen on your back end. And the inconsistency at the cornerback position on the back end in the run game, and this is a big-time player that you went out and you said, we're going to pay him because we wanted a lockdown corner. And he was getting torched, dropping coverages, not following the guy, letting guys run free, you know, holding penalties, all the different things. And right now, I'm telling you, when you watch things like that penalty, that's because a guy's not believing in himself. He's panicking at the end, holding on the guys, holding them too long, letting them go past the five-yard max. So when you look at this, this is not a good thing. But hopefully you know the talent that he has. You've seen the way that he's played previously. He's got to restore that talent. He's got to restore the technique. He's got to restore the technique. And he's got to restore the one thing I think, Barney, it's right here. It's above the shoulders. It's yeah. above the shoulders. The mental attitude and understand basic fundamentals. That's what he got to go back to. Because when in doubt, go back to basic fundamentals. And – I mean, people on Twitter were talking about it. This game was well past drunk for the charge. I mean, what a crazy game. And they won because of this guy and this guy only, Dustin Hopkins. It was the Dustin Hopkins game, everybody, for the Chargers. Lorenzo, no, this is the guy who had a hamstring injury mid-game. He was screaming in pain. He was falling over after every kick yet. He drilled four field goals and literally carried this team to victory. And again, guys, a win is a win. And, and, and special teams truly won this game for the Chargers. The muffed punt at the end. Great play by Dean Lee, Dean Leonard and Taylor. And Dustin Hopkins got it done with the leg today. And as ugly as it was, a win's a win. But, low, there are so many questions right now about this Charger team. What's going on with this offense? What's going on with Mike Williams? And Mike Williams is the only guy that is, is opposed to threat offensively, yet he's getting absolutely locked down by Pat Sertan. There was nothing going offensively. And, and, and Chargers fans, we got to be truly concerned with this offensive line. I mean, Justin Herbert has absolutely no time in the pocket. And and I can't believe I'm saying this, but the Chargers won a game with their defense and their special teams. The biggest yeah. strength of this team coming into 2022 was their offense. And they won this game with their defense and special teams. And really, I got to give credit to Coach Daly in adjusting from his bad defense in the first half to the second half. But below, I mean... Take me into this locker room. I know you're not there right now, but if you're a player yeah. right now, who do you believe in your in your coaches right now? I tell you, you're in the locker room. Tell you what, you're laughing, but you're looking and you're looking next to the. We got lucky. That's what they're saying. Those are in the locker room. Said, man, we fought. We found a way to win, and we'll take the win because I'm gonna tell you right now. Just think if they're walking out of that locker room and they lost. Just think if this team lost, and you got to go back to work because you got a short week, and you would say, think about the mentality. You got two weeks in a row, you escape victory. You, you escape the defeat by a, a wide kick and a, maybe a missed punt. So when you look at it like that, you got to be happy that you found a way to win, but you got to have a great deal of resolve, resolve to get better. And it starts up front. You know where it starts, born in the trenches. You have a, a, a great young quarterback who's a quarterback of phenom that's not playing like that because he's not, he's not, he doesn't feel comfortable. He yeah. doesn't feel comfortable in the pocket. When he has protection, he's quick to get rid of the ball. He stays locked in too much on certain guys. When he's got when it's blocked up, 
He's when they bring the hot reads, he's not able to hit the hot reads. Either a guy is batting the ball down, he won't pump the ball and make the guy come down and then throw the ball to it. You saw they have brought some pressure, and if he pumps the ball, the guy's already up in air. Once he comes back down, now you get back. Just he's not comfortable. A lot of it is the ribs. And then let's talk about how would he get comfortable. Because I already talked about what he's doing that, you know, mechanically, I see some things that he's got to fix himself, regardless, regardless of the protection. He understand when you bring two to the side, okay, you have hot, you know you're going to slide the protection and you can't block one of them and the ball beats that one guy. That's when you bring in two guys when you're bringing the slot. If you bring a linebacker, you know the you know that your running back is going to stand and block one and then the other cornerback that's free that's coming off the coming off the slot, the ball is supposed to beat him because that guy's he's going to break his route off because he's free. Now, so clean that part up. So that's just mechanically that he's got to understand how to beat the pressure with the blitz. But now let's get into logistics of uh, talk about winning in the trenches. When you see the offensive guard in the center and you see the Mike linebacker walks in that a gap, you should squeeze. And that means that the guard pulls a go down. And you saw sometimes they ran right through that a gap because the guard wanted to block his guy because he wanted to block because there's a man over him. When there's a man over you and it's a defense alignment over you, you have to, and a linebacker walks up in a gap and the center's covered and the center's getting ready to hike the ball and he's got a man over him and the guard has a guy over him and the non the linebacker walks up in that a gap between the guard and center. The guard is supposed to block down. He blocks down and now the running back can come and cut the defense alignment, even if he's bigger, but that's the, because the quickest way to the quarterback is a straight line and that's coming through the a gap. When you don't yeah. block that A-gap, it's hard for the running back to get there. So basic fundamentals, the line has to be more solid up front. Center guards, they got to make more of those hard calls to make sure that you're you're protected in that A-gap. There's outside rushers, you can step up in the pocket, but certain things you can't fix. And if that you can't get that middle push, if you can get that middle push, that is the problem for this charger. So establish to say, let's fix the offensive line. Let's go through fundamentals. So if I'm this team, this week is not the physicality of the game. It's about basic football, Borna. No doubt. It's about going back over the basic football. No doubt. It was an absolute slugfest. And th again, this game was absolutely drunk. And so many free shots at quarterback Justin Herbert tonight. And this, you know, and it all starts with the offensive line. And a part of it, as Lorenzo says, a part of it's injuries. But 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 another part of it is coaching and as you said fundamentals and 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 i don't think the physicality is the issue as you said i think the technique's the issue gold teeth productions thank you for the donation to the show says this is a division game against a top five defense and a future hall of fame quarterback i'm proud we pulled it out but lord we need keenan <laughs> and, and, and lorenzo i think the keenan injury is is starting to like I think we all thought, you know, Justin Herbert, he doesn't need Keenan. He's Herbert. He can still get it done and wheel and deal. I think this is why this team extended Keenan Allen well into his 30s. I think we're starting yeah. to understand, holy cow, the impact that Keenan Allen has on this football team is monumental. And the fact that they were able to go four and two without Keenan throughout this year so far. I'll take it. A lot of it's been luck. A lot yeah. of it's been luck. Um, They got the muff punt. They got the mistake in Cleveland. They got bailed out on the fourth down. Like th this team, Lorenzo Neal, very well could be two and four. And Brandon oh. Staley, and Brandon Staley, very well could not have his job tomorrow morning if, if these yeah. if they lose these last two weeks. Somehow, some way, 
It's flipped. They're four and two, and they're likely going to get Keenan Allen back next week. And they have the Seahawks, and then the bye, and then the Falcons. Never don't look back. This Charger team, Lorenzo, can somehow be six and two through all this shit, man. Through everything, <laughs> they it's they could they, they could. But let's let's face it, man. The Atlanta Falcons, man. You got to realize they're a ball team that people aren't giving a lot of credit to. They're physical. They're going to run the ball. They're going to get downhill. I think that they might, believe it or not, they might win that division. You look at Tampa and you look at what's over there. When you look at the way the Atlanta Falcons are starting to play and how they're doing that read offense and you got a quarterback that, you know, that can get things done with his legs and they're physical. Atlanta Falcons is a physical team. And then you look at Seattle. Seattle, Geno Smith may be the comeback kid of the year, right? I mean, you think about the way that he's playing at the quarterback position, efficiency, but he's been very, very efficient, playing very, very solid. This is two teams that you look at, I like these two teams collectively better than Cleveland. I like these two teams collectively better than Denver. So when you think about the two teams that are on the roster that's coming up on this on the slot, on the schedule, I like these two teams better than the teams, the two teams that you beat last two weeks. So the Chargers have to get better. And like you said, when you got a Keenan, Keenan could be that common factor that's going to be able to help Herbert because Herbert sometimes gets taught on certain things, but Keenan knows how to get open. He knows how to beat coverages. He understands the nuances of the game. He's going to bring, you know, help out, you know, the young quarterback to say, look, this is what they're giving me. I'm going to come to the sideline and tell you, hey, man, this is what they're giving me. Every time we're in third in this, this is what we're doing. Their bracket coverage, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to push out, and then I'm going to turn back towards you. So he's going to have a calming factor in Keenan because he needs it right now, stability. But the offensive line, everyone else, running backs, everyone, they have to get more physical. But the mm-hmm. biggest thing is got to come down to technique, Borner. Tonight, I got to see a, I got to see a team that did not look like season. I got to see a team that that the self-inflicted wounds, the penalties, too many penalties, not blocking guys, no one hold too many holding, too many dumb bonehead penalties. This team has to clean up a lot of stuff if they want to get to where we believe this team can get. A lot of injuries we get. I understand that. You can't stop. Everyone's got the injury bug. But at the same sense, you have to play cleaner football. This was not a clean football game. They found a way to win, though, so I'm happy about that. Just continue to weather the storm. I think that's just kind of what can be preached. Continue to weather the storm. And and this, and I don't think the TV networks are happy that game was on ESPN because holy cannoli, that was not a fun one. And and, and low, I mean, it's crazy because we're we're a Chargers show and we talk about the Chargers, but my goodness, my gosh, my gracious, Denver is a mess on their own right. And I think you were more so right about Denver than me. I thought Denver was going to be better this year. They are an absolute mess. But the simple MO of this game is that the special teams pushed the Chargers to victory. Jasir Taylor with arguably the play of the game. He pushed the blocker into Montreal, Washington, causing the forced fumble on the punt. Dean Leonard recovers. A hurt Dustin Hopkins kicks the game-winning field goal. It doesn't matter how you get it done. I mean, Lo, talk about this. Talk about this Denver team, man. I mean, are you surprised that they are this bad or no you know what they remind me of in some sense but i think that you look at some teams if i talk about if you took denver's defense and you put it you know in there are several teams that you know probably i think they're i think their defense is good as buffalo i think their defense is just as good as the niners if you think about their defense if you put that defense in kansas city what if denver's defense was in kansas city is that not a Super Bowl team? What what's, what could stop them? True. But here's the thing, though. And now you can take Denver. So let's just do it. If I put the Niners defense in, 
in Kansas City. They'd probably maybe think that team wins Super Bowl. So there's two defenses. If you told me take two defenses, give me Denver and give me the Niners, and I can, and then you talk about some good offenses and put them on. But can I say this? I'm asking you a question. So you agree with me that if you put Denver's defense or the Niners defense with with Kansas City, probably a Super Bowl, right? Because it's probably of their 17 wins, probably 17 wins. Now I'm gonna ask you a question. Now this is one that you know, and I put and okay, put the Denver's defense and the Niners defense with Buffalo. Put it in probably, you know, seven, probably exactly, 17 wins. Huh? Exactly. If you do it with Cincinnati, so I'm taking you to this exercise. Now I'm gonna ask you the question, and I want you to tell the Charger fans: put Denver's defense or the or the Niners defense with the Chargers right now on with their offense. What you've seen. What only can go by what you've seen, brother. Come on, tell it like not, it is. not, 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 not great, <laughs> not great, and and that's the and that's the thing. Like a lot of us want to bash Brandon Staley, and and he's made mistakes, but this offense, uh, and I get, I get it. Joe Lombardi doesn't have you know Keenan Allen reality check saying I would sign Low Neal tomorrow. I, I don't know if I don't know if Low wants to smoke everybody. I don't know if Low, yeah, exactly. But 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 seriously, it, it's like it's. It's insanity. If this team lost Austin Eckler, they would be French burnt toast. He, and, and the Chargers mentioned, too, throughout interviews throughout these last few years, we don't want to overuse Austin Eckler. His career is going to end short. Yeah, at this point, they don't give an F. They are using the crap out of Austin Eckler because he's the only guy giving them any kind of production. Mike Williams, who we had on the show, guys, recently, go check out the interview. Awesome guy. And Mike Williams wasn't able to get much going on against Patrick Sertan. And I think low Pat Sertan is one of the best cover corners. Now young ones in the league, but now it's like, can any of these receivers step up, man? Can any of these guys step up? But what do you think is the issue? Like I, I, put, put on your surgeon code for me, dissect this problem. What is going on with this chargers offense? I mean, they can't establish the run and, and you know, kind of how the Chargers were at least moving the ball a little bit tonight was, Three plays for 10 yards, barely get in the first down. Three plays for 10 yards, barely get in the first down. How do you assess this offense? How can it be changed considering what is happening right now? Herbert has yeah. no time. The line is hurt. So they have to make adjustments. But how can this change, Low? Give the viewers some hope. The play calling is abysmal. Yeah, I think that you have to do some of the more bubble screens, get the ball out of his hand quick, and make defenses come up. Once defense come up, now you start doing the bunch look where they got the triangle look where you have a receiver at the point and you got two receivers behind. So you have a receiver up front and then two receivers. Behind. Now you go with the bunch look. When you do the bunch look, how it's pretty hard to play man to man because now you can run more picks and you can win more picks and rub guys through. So now you have the bunch. The first guy, the guy that's at the point of the point of the triangle, you guys know what they're talking about. It's kind of a triangle type of receivers. Mm -hmm. One receiver top and two on the side. Now the one that he pushes, he pushes, and now you've got crossing routes underneath that, and guys have to rub off. If not, they have to wide. So they got to play zone, and they try to box that. So now you have open windows in that type of thing, and now Herbert knows you got to be definitive where you're going with the ball. So there's different things that you can do to try to make it easier for the offense because the defense is now, though, they're going to try to break on the ball because they're understanding what you're trying to do. So you can catch them off guard with certain things like that, and then you know what? You have the tight end on the backside or you have another receiver on the backside. That's where you have the one-on-one -on -one matchup if things don't look good. So you got to do things more design. I would like to see them move guys a little bit more. Move Mikey Williams. Let him go in motion. Now guys move. And now stacking behind the
receiver, motion him across the formation. Now you stack him behind the receiver, and now they both push off, and now you can throw the ball right to him and let him, the yak yards, run off the contact. So there's a lot of things. If I'm if I'm the Joel Lombardi, I'm looking and saying, okay, how can I get these guys? Because if I don't have guys that can beat press coverage, if my receivers are too big and too stiff to kind of get the separation, how do I help them? You help them by bunch looks. You help them by motion across and stacking receivers. So there's different things that I would do as an offensive coordinator. If you're telling me to put my thinking cap on, those are some of the things that I would do to free up my receiver and get young Herbert going, getting the ball out of his hands quick, and also being able to take some shots down the field because now you start bringing the safety over the top to the to the bunch side and backside. It's a one-on-one coverage, so you're going to have at least a free shot. Just don't underthrow the ball and just don't throw it to the other guy. Give your receiver a chance to catch the 50-50 ball. I love it, guys. We're going to go for a few minutes on the Chargers Broncos post game show Monday night, guys. Brought to you by betonline.ag. I think at one point, if Russell Wilson had the ball in that fourth quarter, you would go to betonline and choose the Broncos to win this game. I think the probability odds shifted from 70% Denver to 80% Chargers before that Hopkins field goal. A big moment in this game, everybody. Right after the Chargers recovered the muffed punt, it was first and 10, I believe, from the Denver 30. They run two running plays. They went backwards, kind of how the offense was the entire night. On third down, all right, on third down, Nathaniel Hackett and the Broncos defense, they rushed the house. They were trying to sack Herbert and get the Chargers out of field goal range. Justin Herbert made a really, really good play. He shifted to his left. He found Mike Williams for eight, nine yards, and it gave the hurt Dustin Hopkins a real chance at the field goal. It was a crucial play. Exactly, pancaking says that last throw by Herbert with three dudes in his face was crucial because Hopkins is not going to be able to hit from 50-52 with how his hamstring was. That seven to eight yards was the difference of Staley needing to go for it versus you know giving allowing your kicker to have a chance. And, and, and that was the absolute dagger. If they don't convert that play, it's a 48-49 yard field goal versus a 39 yard field goal, which is monumental from a mental task of a kicker. So you know what, you know what Chargers fans, believe it or not, a division win is huge, right? Huge. Kansas City lost this week atop of the AFC West, the Chargers and the Chiefs, both at four and two. As gross as this has been, as frustrating as this season is, it's all right in front of us. It really Joey is. Bose, Joey Bose is going to be back in two games if we're including the bye week. Keenan Allen should be back next week. As tough as the injuries have been, Corey Lindsley should be back. The Chargers are going to start getting some of these guys back. And really the only guy that they're going to be missed with for the full year is Rashawn Slater. And he may even come back in late December and Jalen Guyton. So Lorenzo, as bad as this has been, as yes. ugly as this has been, <laughs> it's right in front of them, bro. It, it really is. And that's what that's what I love, Barney, that you're starting to come around. Because I, I love being able to get the end of the show. You start taking it back. You're like, okay, good. We're still winning. We're still winning because... I love it. I love your passion. I love where you're at because you understand the importance of how important it is to win. But you want this team to show you the flash and the brilliance that we all come to know and we understand what they can do and they're just underachieving. You're right. As bad as it's been, they're finding a way to win and help is on its way. I like to see this team continue to grow and get healthy and get guys back, which they are coming. And I think that this team can make a push and they got to play a lot better. And another thing that I think that they will start doing is got to get the timing routes better, back better, yes. the back shoulder routes. Because when you're playing man-to-man coverage, anytime it's man-to-man, it's one, two, three, four, and then, bam, the ball's already out, and the receiver has to know it's a timing. So once the DB 
once you get the DB to turn, because the DB's in front of you, and once he's playing man on you, and once he starts backpedaling, but once he comes out and now he turns his body to run, you take two more steps, and now, boom, the ball, as a receiver, you turn back shoulder, and there it is. That play for Herbert should be money because DBs, they're going to be playing press man. And once he gets them to rotate their shoulders, the receiver and the quarterback got to get on the page. That's how there's another way that this team can start making some money and be more efficient offense. Got to see this offense start cooking a little bit more. And, and, and Chargers fans, Seattle at home next week, right? Very winnable game. Now, Lowe's right. Those Seahawks are playing. Their their draft class looks really, really good. They, they I think they hit on their draft class. Geno looks better than Russell Wilson. Yeah, we are all living on the same planet somehow, some way. Then they get the <laughs> bye week. Another time for those guys to get, you know, back from injury. Then they're at Atlanta. That's a tough game. And then the big one, I think Sunday night at the 49ers. So that's going to be a really, really interesting game. We're going to see how this Chargers schedule starts to unfold. And I want to make one other point, you know, Chargers fans. Let's talk about this linebacking core. Drew Drew Tranquil and Kenneth Murray are really starting to come into their own. Drew Tranquil is a guy, you know, from Notre Dame that's been in Staley's system for a little bit, had some big-time blitzes today, shot the gap, got the Russell Wilson. And Drew Tranquil has been kind of the, the, the MVP of this Chargers defense. He's not the biggest name. But him and Kenneth Murray, guys, Kenneth Murray, the first-round pick, they traded up for him, a lot of scrutiny for not taking Patrick Queen, is really emerging into his zone in his third year in the National Football League. So right now, kind of the biggest weakness of this team heading into this season was the linebacking court. It's quite frankly maybe been the biggest strength of their defense this year. Their secondaries kind of had some tough moments with the J.C. Jackson's play. I do want to give credit to Asante Samuel Jr., though. That second-year corner as well is really coming into his own. Had some really good man press coverage on Jerry Judy tonight. Made some big-time deflections, big-time plays. You know what? It's it's weird because the guys you thought that were going to be the leaders of this defense have actually underperformed, and the guys that you thought would be the liabilities on this defense are overperforming. That's football right there in a nutshell. Huh? No question. Before we go, you got to tell me what do you think about your boy? Do you think he's is he uh, is he wait this is he worth the money? Do you think they paid for him, Cleo Mack? How's he played for you this year? Oh my goodness, Cleo Mack is a, he's as good as advertised. <laughs> I think. Oh so, my too. goodness, I, I was, he I was like, he, the man is a, he's a man child. Did you just watch him just bull rush guys? They put two, three guys on him. He's 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 a problem. He is a problem. I, I think the Chargers that that was a good move because at least you have a guy that can get after the quarterback with consistency. And now they're doubling him and tripling him, putting guys on him. So I thought Cleo Mack, you know, Monday night under the lights, he showed out. And they need Bosa back because then you can't double, double Mac anymore, right? Right, right. absolutely. That's, that's, why you, that's why you need. That's why you need Bosa back. Last question that the fans wanted—they're asking Low. They say Low. What again? I know we talked about it earlier, but they want to know what's going on with J.C. Jackson. Is he hurt? He doesn't look healthy. How much of it is Chargers fans making the excuse that he's not healthy versus how much is it that J.C. Jackson is just underperforming? What do you think is going on with J.C.? Because this guy was nails in New England for all these years, and he's coming to the Chargers. He looks like one of the worst corners in the National Football League. Yeah, I think when you look at J.C. Jackson, everyone's eyes is he hurt? What's wrong with – I think it's above the shoulders, guys. I know fans, you want to say, man, why is he doing this? What's going on? I think he's got to make sure that he knows what he's doing. Like, know the defense. At times, you're, you're and at times it looks like he's, he's second-guessing. times, he's grabbing guys down the field. It's about trust and technique. It's about alignment, assignment. Football, one thing about football, if you're a good athlete and if you can line up and you know line up and you know assignment – you know, inside, if you're going to be inside shade, outside shade, 
understanding where your help is. You got to know the fundamentals. So right now, I think when you panic, certain guys, they panic as corners because all of a sudden they're covering really good. Watch some of the covers, really good covers. And all at the end, now they throw their hands on you because that's them saying, oh, my God, they panic. Instead of saying, I've already got good coverage. Some of those penalties you saw that has tight coverage and all of a sudden now he just grabs. Why? Because he panics. He doesn't trust the technique. Your technique is good enough. He's a good enough player. And that's what coaching to be saying. Hey, man. We brought you here because you're good enough. Don't try to do too much. We don't need you to do too much. We need that corner that we went and spent all this money for. We need you to be technique, fundamental sound, and that's good enough. You don't have to try to knock down every part. I just need you to cover because right now he's not doing the things that we know that he's capable of doing. So I think it's confidence. He's got to get his confidence back because you're going to need him long term. You hit it right on the head, man. As Lowe says, amen, everybody. Chargers fans, listen, at the end of the day, Lots to hang your head down, but a W a is a W. A win's a win. And I like ugly wins a lot more than pretty losses, Lorenzo Neal. <laughs> I'll tell you that. The Chargers well are 4-2 throughout all the trials and tribulations. I'll say it again, Chargers fans. They are 4-2, and two, and a division win means a division loss for the opponent. So it's a great time to be alive four and two lorenzo let's leave the viewers i want you to go and then i'll finish it up give them a little 20 second spiel of why they should continue to keep the faith absolutely charger fans i'm glad you guys jumped on and listened to me and born i understand tonight was a win but i understand that some of your hearts are heavy you're like what's going on i want you guys to do one thing is relax and understand that you're still in the driver's seat understand as bad as you're playing in spite of the imperfection, in spite of throwing the ball 50 sometimes and not having over 300 yards passing, under 300 yards passing, under 250, in spite of everything that you saw tonight, you still won. You're still tied for first place with Kansas City. Now all you got to do is keep building. You keep stacking them. You keep stacking. And all of a sudden, the more you stack, the more success you have. Breeding is success is success is learned over and over again. Just like winning's an attitude, losing an attitude. This team has what it takes. So just stay on the bus. Don't get off because help is on its way. I love it, Lorenzo Neal. Guys, as he said, keep the faith. For Chargers fans, that's Lorenzo Neal. I'm born in Azari. Keep the faith. Good night. And a W is a W. Woo! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.